Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to this EM360 podcast with our Ask the Expert series, a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Max Curtin, Editor-in-Chief here at EM360 and your host on today's podcast. Now in today's episode, I'm being joined by Finn Wheatley, who is the Director of Data Science at White Hat Analytics. So Finn, welcome to the show and thanks for coming on today. Thank you very much, Max. Very welcome. And before we get into today's topic, would you mind just giving our listeners a bit of background on yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my background is I am, uh, I guess you'd say, an expert in uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning. Uh, I'm director of data science at White Hat, which means effectively I work with our clients to um, transform their enterprise technology. So help them to use data to turn themselves into data-driven businesses, basically. Excellent stuff. And uh, that's exactly why Finn is here today, because he's going to be explaining why organizations should be adopting a data-driven culture. So to start off the show here, I wanted to ask, could you give us an overview of really what it means to be data-driven? Yeah, absolutely. So I think being a data-driven company really just means being one where everyone in the organization who has to take a consequential decision expects to have all the data at their re- ready at their fingertips to help them take that decision. So it's, it's accessible and it's, and it's usable. I mean, it really doesn't mean any more than that. Now, that, that data could be, um, it could be delivered by a complex machine learning model, or it could just be a sort of simple visualization. Um, but whatever the decision is, the, the data, all the data in the organization should be marshaled to support the individual to take that decision, whether it's outsourced to a machine learning model or whether it's a decision support system that the individual uses themselves. And that applies right up and down the company. So from the CEO to the, to the frontline staff, everyone expects to have uh, data available to, to help them reach the best uh, possible decision. Excellent stuff. A very important aspect of uh, a lot of organizations. And it leads me nicely on to my next question of asking, really, what are the benefits then of having this data-driven culture? Yeah, so I think there's there's a few really that that sort of um, you can group them in a few different buckets. I think um, uh, efficiency is a very obvious one. Um, you know, uh, if you can uh, reduce your marketing spend, for example, by targeting uh, customers who are who are most likely to be become high value customers, that's obviously uh, an efficiency. Likewise, if you can reduce your cost to serve, etc. Um, quality is the next sort of. Um, ties into that, obviously, if you can deliver superior customer service uh, using analytics, then obviously you, you have a, a competitive advantage over your competition. I think there's, I suppose, the other one that really matters is agility and speed and just ability to take, to take decisions fast, um, which obviously uh, we're all kind of getting a lesson in this year. And, uh, you know, that is obviously important because if you're, you know, and uh, a lot of companies are are realizing that they're having to compete against the likes of Amazon in the in the online retail space, and you know, Amazon are not known for um, giving you a lot of time to uh, reflect on you know what you should do before they try and, and take your business. So I think it's becoming very apparent that the ability to have all that data at your fingertips and take a decision fast, take the right decision fast, that is absolutely key for for a lot of companies today, really, and increasingly so. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. It's that speed of how you handle data and how quickly you are able to understand it, which really is make or break for a lot of companies. So I think that's a very important kind of takeaway to have. And would you say that becoming data-driven is a significant and noticeable change for a company to undergo or not necessarily? Yeah, I would say it's a very significant change. Mm. Um, I mean, for, for most companies, not, not not necessarily for all. And of course, companies that are digital native by design have an, an inbuilt advantage. And it's not technologically, obviously, a lot of CTOs spend a lot of time thinking about this kind of stuff. But the cultural element is a really important aspect as well. And that is uh, by far the biggest um, blocker. It's not the technology uh, gremlins can always be overcome if there's sufficient sort of money and and will behind it but it's generating that will in the first place particularly among senior leadership um, and really helping them to recognize that often this kind of transformation involves flipping your understanding of what you do to effectively being a technology company right so you know google is a a technology company that just happens to sell advertising Uh, and you know amazon is is a technology company that just happens to be in in retail and that is how those companies think of themselves. And that is how I think a lot of companies should um, should think of themselves if they want to compete against those kind of organizations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's very important. It's, it's understanding what's out there and how they can kind of compete. So when we're talking about this, obviously, change and people coming becoming more data-driven within an organization, what kind of steps are we talking about that a business should be following to become more data-driven? Yeah, so I think there's there's a few really, and, and sort of there's the obvious um, the obvious technical steps, which in a sense are they're not easy, but they're they're sometimes the clearest. So uh, you know, understanding your data is a very a very obvious one, and that a lot of companies understand that that is really the you know without that you can't go anywhere. So asking what data you have, what data you can acquire, um, what data are you underutilizing? So a lot of companies actually have a lot of data on, for example. Um, you know, customer feedback and so on. And it's, it's free text data and it's, you know, from customers and it's stored somewhere. They don't know really, they've never done much with it. They don't really um, sort of use it very much. It's a huge trove of, of, of information there. And then on the flip side, you obviously want to understand what are the high value business problems that you could solve using that data. And it's really that, that is the kind of, um, technically that is the introductory step to understanding how can we become data-driven? You know, we have a set of business problems, a set of data, and what actually can we do in the middle to join those two together and use the data to solve the business problems? And of course, there are other subsidiary, um, important subsidiary questions like, do you have a, a technology architecture which actually allows you to deploy something, right? It's no good having a nice little clever model that's, you know, a proof of concept or, or whatever, and it, it's not deployable. Um, and it can't get in front of anyone that it's it's just a cost. It's not, it's not adding any value, you know, so... Someone needs to come through and actually think about how do we actually um, go to a technology architecture that 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 allows us to do that. Uh, I think culturally, like I said, the the senior leadership buy-in is is really the key um, the key factor, and not just their buy-in, but their willingness to push that down the organization and really engage everyone and ensure that everyone is working towards the same goal and everyone understands that this is going to be a technology-driven business moving forward and you know, uh, you will be, um, you know, rewarded and promoted and, and, you know, fated from the rooftops if you engage with this and, and really creating a culture of excitement and kind of can do because frankly, digital transformation is obviously not fun. And uh, a lot of a lot of employees just see, you know, almost technology as getting in the way of their jobs. And it's really important that senior leadership 
actually engage in in making it clear that you know technology is there to make you allow you to do your job better you know it's it's there to allow you to effectively automate the boring uh, repetitive tasks and actually allow you know humans to count to to actually concentrate on the high value tasks the complex often people centric tasks that humans do better so that's really central and then obviously finally there's there's talent and there's taking a look at the skill sets of your staff versus the skill sets that you'll need to in a technology driven organization and and um uh, for example, at White Hat, we do a lot of upskilling to actually um, allow companies to, uh, you know, you might have a, a sysadmin um, and we might need to, might need a, a DevOps engineer. You know, those two skill sets are, are not so far apart, you know, so you, you actually do a, a program of, of upskilling and, and personal development to actually allow that sysadmin to gain the skill set they need to, to be a true DevOps engineer and, and deploy enterprise technology. And the similar for, say, data analysts, and you want them to be a data scientist, you need them to understand how to handle uh, very large data sets, for example. Mm-hmm, definitely. It, it's, there's a lot of elements there that, that do need to be kind of focused on to get to that point. You're right, management is so important. Having the good data, understanding it properly, and you know, training people to really utilize it effectively to be able to do what we've been speaking about previously. So, I'm curious, what are the kind of challenges then of that are stopping people from becoming a data-driven culture or really implementing this idea? Um, to be honest, I think the the single biggest one is is high-level management buy-in. Um, mm. You know, the 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 senior leadership have to really. You know, the most successful digital transformations we've seen are ones whereby the, you know, C-level is highly engaged in ensuring, in bringing the whole company along with them and essentially, you know, turning the ship so that the, uh, so everyone is actually bought into this and is on board and says, this is what we need to be able to be uh, an organization, you know, that's fit for the 21st century. This is the kind of gains that we can, that we can make in terms of our customer service, in terms of uh, reducing costs or reducing risk. And that's, you know, we want to achieve, we've got a roadmap to achieve it. And it's a, you know, two, three, five year roadmap, but we're going to make incremental progress to that um, every year. If we don't have skill sets, we're going to bring them in. And really that is the kind of um, the thing without, without which sort of everything else um, can't work. Um, That's not to say that it's, you know, easy, uh, but, but then it, you know, technological problems and so on, you know, legacy enterprise technology can be, can be overcome if there's sufficient will and sufficient drive and sufficient vision at the at the high level mm-hmm. definitely definitely and it's 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 always that stumbling block isn't it of the the c-suite getting them on board so whose responsibility does it fall to to kind of show look this is what we can get from roi this is what we can get from analytics how do we get their attention so i think uh that's that's a difficult question but i think really it it revolves around engaging you know it's not so i think it, the the wrong answer is to see it as just a tech problem you know and it's mm-hmm. it's not that it's when i talked earlier about you know uh being a technology company what that really means is um that also means you know the 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 cfo and the cmo and the coo uh you know and the head of hr and all of these areas all have strong data science use cases, um, and you know we've worked in all of these areas to actually to actually allow them to extract value and generate value using data science, and therefore it's not something that tech does to the rest of the business. It's a whole of business, um, you know, an organization that wants to transform itself into a data centric organization needs to have buy in across the C suite, really, you know. And when you've got that, then you've actually got something you can really build on because everyone's 
pointing in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, which is very important, especially when we're talking about data and data-driven organizations. So leads me on to my last question here. Uh, Finn, from your perspective, when we kind of look at the future all of this, can we expect more businesses to be data-driven? And are you hopeful we'll get there? Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of feel that, that being uh, data-driven in 20 or 30 years will be like being, um, you know, electricity-driven today, right? No one, yeah. no business calls themselves electricity-driven, but it's just assumed. And I think that's, you're already seeing that in um, Silicon Valley and the kind of the sort of um, tip of the spear whereby, you know, everyone who is starting a startup in, in Silicon Valley these days will use AI, you know, integrate it into their product from day one, basically. And and VCs will expect that and, and so on. And it'll take a little longer because it's harder to do it in enterprises. But I think we will get there, you know, and, and the reality is we'll get there because, you know, economics will force us there, I think. You know, the, the as I kind of mentioned earlier, that there are just major benefits. You know, if you use your data effectively to, that means you're making better use of resources. That means you've, you know, your profit margins are higher. You're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to be in a better business position. That's the reality. Yeah, I can agree more. And I think a lot of people listening would, would say the same because data is only going to increase. We all know this and the, the resource is there. So why not utilize it as best as possible? So I think that's spot on. Finn, it, it has been great having you on today and kind of walking us through all of this and looking at this kind of data-driven culture and how we get there. So thank you for coming on today's episode and giving your insights. No problem. Thank you very much. And thank you, everyone, who took the time to listen to this episode. We hope you took a lot away from it. If you are looking for more information, please head on over to whitehatanalytics.co.uk. They've got some fantastic resources that can really expand on what we've spoken about here today on this episode. We'll, of course, be back next week with another episode in our Ask the Experts series. Until then, please join the conversation at em360 on Twitter and LinkedIn. And of course, for more great daily content, head on over to em360tech.com. <laughs>